Other Siders. Welcome back to the Other Side podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Rufino, and I am here with the propane to my barbecue grill, Mr. Rufino. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. And I'm so excited to use our new song. Yeah, this is a... Exciting stuff. We're making some changes. Yes. A lot of you had the opportunity to hear it firsthand uh, through our direct text line. Um, If you're not subscribed, go ahead and text the other side to the phone number 386-204-4144. And this will give you updates on the podcast, on things that we're doing on the other side, some inspirational things sent to you, just a whole bunch of goodies. Uh, Not You may be even able to participate yes participate in some topics that we are preparing to discuss uh some feedback that we would like to request from you guys we want to make it as interactive as possible uh especially during a time where we're social distancing the best way that we can do this is making the most of the tools that we have at hand so uh once again just go ahead and text the other side 2386-204-4144 Awesome. Awesome. I'm signed up. <laughs> I don't know that I... Yeah, I did sign yeah, up. You, you did. <laughs> I signed up just to see what was coming through. Don't worry, we won't, like, you know, uh, inundate you with a whole bunch of texts. But then again, when we ask for your feedback, if there's more things that you want coming from us, then we will make it happen because that's how we roll. So we're excited to be back. We took a little hiatus for a while just to get some things underway and some things going. Um If you follow me online on Tiffany Ruffino Facebook or on uh, the official underscore T Ruffino on Instagram, uh, you'll notice that I've put on there the things that we're working on. And one of the things that we are working on is growing our media and the media part of the other side. And we're going to be enhancing that with some pretty cool YouTube uh, things. I think Jeff can speak to it a little better than I can because, uh, you know, I kind of throw my thoughts at him and he makes it happen. So that's why we're the best pair. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's definitely some stuff on YouTube. I don't want to go too much into it. Not, Keep not, the not excitement. a lot of spoilers, but there's, <laughs> there's some stuff coming and some <clears throat> upgrades. And, uh, also we are looking for a street team. Um, there's a couple of people that have reached out and asked how they could help support the other side and, just be a part of it and just, uh, you know, help build the excitement. So we're looking for uh, brand ambassadors to support the other side. And if you are interested, definitely reach out on social media, once again, on Facebook or on Instagram, or you could shoot me an email at info at the other side enterprise.com. And we'll get you going with that. So today's topic is kind of uh I I think important, especially during this time with COVID and all different areas of the United States being shut down or being opened just at a limited capacity or, um, you know, they're opening, but now business has changed and people are rethinking their careers. They're being forced to, or they're, uh, they've taken this time to think about where does my passion lie and what do I want to do? Right. And the challenge with being able to do that is, can you really afford to, like, I can't afford what I to do what I want to do. So now what I'm going to get stuck in a role that I took just so I could get a paycheck from it. Have you heard any of your friends like talking about how, you know, unhappy they were in their jobs or thinking about the future and being concerned about their jobs? 
I've heard a lot of people applying for new jobs and applying for things that they didn't or they wouldn't have thought to apply for prior to everything happening. Um, I've also heard some people, uh, some of my friends are thinking of moving to a different uh, business, a different line of business than they've ever thought before. So like they may, they may be in hospitality and now they're thinking of moving to, you know, obviously hospitality is going to take a hit mm-hmm. with all of this. And they're, they're thinking of moving to into project management or into IT or something completely out there. Right. And I've <sighs> heard conversations around that, especially in, uh, you know, the service industry where you have people that were bartenders or waiters and waitresses and especially in Florida where you know, along the beach, you could make really great money doing that. And you work for great restaurants, like a lot of um, hometown mom and pop style restaurants, not a lot of chain restaurants. So they have something special to offer at these places that other restaurants wouldn't have to offer per se. But now with the rules of how people have to be distanced, uh, sitting at these tables, and you know, you're not taking on as many customers as you used to and you're not bringing in as much as you used to now a lot of people are challenged with okay a i'm not getting unemployment because you know that's been a challenge in a lot of states right and in florida it's been very uh prominent in the news about receiving that and then b you know i love my job and i love what i do but i'm not going to make the same money that i was making uh and then c that job was all that I used to know. Like all I've done all my life is maybe bartend or maybe be a waitress or a waiter, or maybe, you know, be in the hospitality industry or maybe being, you know, a barber or a hairstylist retail. retail, Right. And, uh, I don't know a, what my resume would even look like and B how, what would I be qualified for? Because I've never had to venture out into anything else, or maybe you've had your own business. Right. Maybe you were that mom and pop shop that had to close down and now you're thinking, okay, so now I have to go into another business because I need to provide for my family. But I don't know how to be led because I've been a leader. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are things that we have uh, like a couple of those are topics that we have coming up in the future. But today's topic is more of I can't afford to do what I want to do because I need to continue doing what I'm doing in order to sustain my lifestyle or provide for my family or pay off my bills or, uh, you know, adult in this world, right? Just be an adult in this world or, you know, there's people depending on me. Uh, and so things that may cost you to do what you want to do could be the education, right? Maybe the thing that you're looking for, Uh, and you've heard this on my previous podcast uh, early on is the quote unquote, you know, a degree is required for the role, even though you may have all the common sense in the world that could apply to the role, you need that piece of paper uh, in order to uh, even try to go for it. So there's the possibility of not being able to afford that. And I don't knock degrees because I'm going for my bachelor's, but that's a personal goal that I set out to achieve. So it's not because it's in turn getting me something. It's because, hey, I did it and that's what I wanted to do for myself. So please don't think that I interpret it either way for any person. You got to do what's best for you, right? Uh, the other thing is, is um, being able to afford to do what you want. Maybe it's the cost of the tools that you might need for the job to try something new. 
Um, maybe you've been working in an office all this time and you're like, you know what? I really love building things. I love uh, construction and I want to go out and I want to start you know, working out in the hot Florida heat because that sounds like a fun thing to do and I want to be a roofer and, you know, I just don't know where to start and I don't know where to get the tools to do that and that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, as I go through this and as I'm, I'm talking about this, I think the biggest thing is that we get in our own way and we create excuses instead of finding a way. It, we're a lot quicker to make up an excuse as to why it can be done versus being the first person to cheerlead for yourself and be like, yes, I'm going to do this. And I don't know how, but I know it's going to be done. It's more of, yeah, but I can't because then of this and then the timing of that and then the effort and then da, 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 da. And as soon as you know it, you've talked yourself out of your passion, just like that. Even And even saying, I... I know I'm going to do this and I don't know how. If you if you want something, if you want to do something, you always want to think I'm going to do this and then instantly go into brainstorming mode. What are the ways that I can get that done? I've seen you do that. Um I do that. You know, where you you want to do a specific thing and you're instantly making a list for yourself like okay, here are the obstacles and here's how I can move them to the side. Be creative, you know? Well, it's not even, I, I mean, yes, absolutely. You have to think of the obstacles, right? But it's it's the pattern and the order of how you think of these things. It's here's my vision. Here's why I feel like this is going to work for me. Here's what I'm going to get out of it. And here's how long I want to do this. Like, this is going to be the thing that makes my life purposeful, you know, that that's why I'm put on this earth to do, whether that's being a waiter or a waitress and meeting people from all over the world that come to be a tourist in your area, whether that means being working in an office because you love the people, whatever that is for you, uh, you know, you got to find out what fits you, but then you also have to put the obstacles kind of a little back on the list. Um, they're not going to be the first things that you think of. The first things that you're going to think of is, okay, so how am I going to get there? Not why can't I get there or what's going to stop me? Right. Like, um, and then think about creating a mood board for yourself. A lot of people create a vision board, which I think is really great. And I still, uh, I'm, I'm going to work on one for myself. I'm just going to call it my something else board. (laughs) But a mood board is more along the lines of, uh, pictures and and the same sort of idea as a dream board or a vision board, but pictures that show emotion of how you feel once you achieve your goal, right? And so going ahead and creating that and just having that in a place that's a visual spot for you all the time. So you can think about, okay, this is how I'm feeling right now, but when I get to what I want to do, that mood board is right there and I could see that vision. I could see me feeling that way. I could see... You know, like there is no stopping me because that's exactly what I deserve and I should get out of life. So to bring it back to affording, because obviously money is a huge factor for a lot of people, um, especially right now. Do you have any suggestions for how people can start the start the engine, so to speak, when they can't afford, say, we'll go to the extreme. Let's say you want to be a recording artist, but you can't afford a whole studio right now or the same thing like where you said a roofer and you don't you, you don't have the equipment. You can't afford that equipment. 
Yeah. Uh, well, so that's why I started with the mood board first. Because the thing is, is that if you don't have the emotions behind what's driving your passion, then along the way, you're just going to toss it to the side, right? So you have to have that feeling that's going to always drive you to then work towards your goal of the being able to afford it. So when I look at my mood board, that mood board is going to tell me I don't need to spend that extra $5 on coffee today because it's going to stop me from being able to get to that you know, place that I want to get to. I don't need to go ahead and shop on Amazon today because I know I'll be able to shop later and get whatever I want. No problem because I'm doing what I want to do and I'm able to make the money I want to make and I'm able to purchase what I want to purchase. Right. So I think the first step is kind of planning that out for yourself. And then when you think about all the things that you may need that you don't have because you can't afford it just yet, I would list them out right? Just list everything out, brain dump everything on a piece of paper, on a napkin, on, you know, old paper towels, whatever, (laughs) whatever you have to write on, right? List out all the things that you would love to have in order to be able to do the job that you'd love to have or to create this job that you'd love to create, you know, because a lot of people now are doing, um, you know, home crafting, or they're doing something where they could sell it on Etsy or Shopify, or just something where they are physically creating with the materials they have versus working for another company, because it's, you know, not safe for them health wise to be out in the public or whatever the case may be, it's just easier. And especially with there's, um, you know, no more schooling right now, the kids are having to be homeschooled and, and that sort of thing. So people are getting very creative, which is why I keep referring to this as the Renaissance period for business, which gets me like so excited and fired up. Anywho, going back to being able to afford stuff, making that list of all the things and then prioritizing, okay, what are the top 10 things out of this list that I would need? And then prioritizing that, okay, if I could only get five of these items just to start, what would those five items be? And I remember listening to Dave Ramsey, uh, and he had told a story about, um, you know, when he was, I think it was when he was growing up and, and forgive me, it's, it's not verbatim the story that I'm sharing right now, but the idea is applicable to this. And it was a matter of somebody wanted to build something, but they didn't know the best tools to purchase. What was the best brand name? What was the best tool to have? And, you know, what were the most expensive ones? Because they had to be the greatest ones. And uh, the advice that was given was buy the cheapest tools first. And if they break, then you've used them enough to buy the next expensive ones or the next better quality tools. So, you know, cause I know I've gotten into habits or, <laughs> you know, I've gotten into habits where I'm like going full force on something. I don't have a mood board, which is why they haven't, you know, moved along in uh, the progress with that. But I, I've gone ahead, I bought all the things and then I'm just like, I don't know how to use this, but I bought the highest quality, the most expensive one. And then it sits around for what, you know, for nobody to use it. I do that with kitchen gadgets. I have a ton of uh, I'll see something from OXO and I'll be like, oh, I need to get that. And then six months later, oh, 
that I had this. I'm so thankful that you recorded that because now we have a whole bunch of people that will understand moving forward the next time I refer to you purchasing a, something for the kitchen. However, what I will say is that you do use it and you do experiment and you do create amazing meals and where you've come from to where you are now is pretty cool. And I have always told Jeff and even thought in the back of my mind that he should have some sort of uh, restaurant business because his skill and the way that he loves to learn things just amazes me. So thank you, babe. Thanks. You're welcome. Anyway, moving forward, <laughs> you know, one thing I can think of in particular is that, uh, and I, I hope I'm saying it right, but the cricket machine, it's C R I C U T and it's a great crafting tool. And one of our friends, uh, a decade or so ago that, uh, we hung out with had one and I, heard the name and I had no idea what it did. No idea. I just knew that it was like a, a thing, right? And when you go into Michael's or you go into Joanne's Fabrics or whatever, you see all the pieces that you could buy to use with this machine. And I just thought it was cool. I'm like, oh, I can make whatever I want. I don't know how. I don't know what it does, but I know I could just make stuff and that'll be it, right? I didn't think of everything else that would have to come along with it for it to make it specifically what I was thinking of. I'm thinking like t-shirts. I'm thinking mugs. I have like a friend on Facebook who does that now and she's learned very quickly and does great stuff. And then, you know, um, our, my, our sister-in-law just, uh, got one of them and she's doing creative things with it too. And I'm like, I want one, but then I'm like, why would I spend the money on it? when I know it's going to sit in the back of my closet and do nothing. Like these two other women are doing things and creating things and being purposeful with the purchase they made in order to create a product that's going to bring them revenue in order to purchase more things to keep in enhancing their skill. So for example, one of them purchased it off of Facebook online, right? And it didn't come with a cord, but she got it at like a ridiculously awesome price. And all she had to do was pay money for the power cord, you know, and just buy it on Amazon. Another thing uh, in the vein of uh, getting the cheapest and making sure you use it is sometimes some, some tools you can actually rent and that almost ah. forces you to use it because you paid to use it for X, Y, Z amount of time. So you're not really going to rent, pay to own some, pay to have something for a while and then just throw it in the closet, right? You you kind of want before you have to give it back to get as much out of it as possible. It's like if you rent a car, you're not just gonna have it in your in your driveway like I do with my car. So it's it's kind of like that, you know. Think of creative ways to uh, to get things where maybe maybe you can't even afford as far as to go. Hey, this Facebook online thing. I don't have a hundred bucks, but I maybe could rent it for $10, $10 a month, 15 bucks a month that I have. And in that month, attack it with, you know, attack your craft and see if you can get together the hundred bucks. So then that now you own it. Right. Absolutely. <clears throat> so this way you're seeing if it's even worth it. 
you know, like, hey, am I going to be able to use it? Does it work for me? Is it something to invest in? Or do I need the next level up or next level down because of my level of skill at mm-hmm. that point, right? And then I think of, you know, what's the purpose and how long is this going to last me? Is this just for now? Is this uh, like a reason, season, lifetime sort of thing? And when I think about products that we've purchased in the past or uh, organization that, definitely gives you something for a reason season or lifetime i think this company does all of those um so check out this company and then we'll come back with more hey other siders are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday exactly the way that you want it limitless adornments creates beautifully unique 100 percent custom wreaths all year round Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. You know, the the Limitless Adornments is really taking off right now. And one of their, uh, probably my favorite or our favorite wreath is the one that we have up now that's about the dogs. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a chance to check them out on Facebook, definitely check out all the dog wreaths that they have. They're so cute and they're so personalized. Um, and I want like one in every color for every area of our home. <laughs> so check them out. Um, so going back to the affordability thing of whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's crafting, um, whether it's just investing in yourself to get accreditation, uh, accreditation for whatever you're moving into as far as your industry or certification or schooling. Uh, you know, we started out with talking about, okay, really defining what your passion is and creating a mood board around that of like, how do you feel about that? Um, and creating a vision of it. So it's something that you walk past every day, you see every day. And this way you understand that that's the feeling that you want to get out of what you do in life. And you're going to do everything that you can to make that happen. And so when you see those things, it kind of is your yield sign or stop sign from spending money that can go towards your craft versus towards other things that maybe is uh, more of a reward than going towards uh, something to invest in yourself. And then uh, we were going into just identifying what tools do you need to enhance your craft, if that's what you're looking for, or for this new skill, or for the job that you want, or the business that you want to create, and then narrowing down what are the priorities. Like the other day, I was looking at something that I really wanted for, uh, you know, what we do and for the other side. And I sat there and I'm like, Okay, so I could get this now. It would it would be really cool if I got it now, but how important is it for me to have today versus when I'm able to get it later on and not think twice about it? So these are business decisions, right? So companies do this every single day. There's uh, for whether it's a huge company thinking, should I buy that smaller company and get whatever it is that they do? Or it's, say, a, a mom and pop shop saying, hey, can I hire another person? Or, or should I like expand yeah. in being a franchise or opening another location, that sort of thing? And you want to make the decision that gives you the most bang for your buck. On the flip side of that, if uh, 
I want to touch on the idea of education also. And if you if there's a position that you want that requires a certain amount of education or experience, don't be afraid or too proud to do entry level again. Mm. Because if you already have the skills, if you feel that you have the skills for that job, getting your foot in the door is that opportunity to get yourself noticed and get yourself moved to the spot that you want to get to. I think that was something that I had uh, put online the other day about growth and personal growth. And, you know, it's okay to be great at what you do right now. And a lot of people need that or want that validation. I know there's different times in my life where I love getting the validation of, yeah, I did a great job. I did what I set out to do. I did what was asked of me. And, you know, my team at that point was happy and that's all good. But going to what you were just sharing, um, you know, do you get stuck in that place where you just keep doing the same thing over and over again and continue being a rock star because you're just great at doing that same thing over and over again? Or do you get vulnerable and become entry level maybe in the next role up? Because now you're vulnerable. You're not the rock star in the new level, in the new department, in the new area. But you can be because you can build on the skills that you've already experienced or grown from and take that to the next level, right? And get to from great to greater, get to the other side and just challenge yourself. I think that you're absolutely right in saying that and that a lot of it is a mindset of it's not that you can't afford it. It's do you have the right mindset to put together the actions needed in order to achieve what you want to achieve? And, you know, if you do entry level, some companies that you go into entry level will actually pay for your education. Mm -hmm. So you can be you can actually get the best of both worlds that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so it could be that you're still doing what you're doing now. Right. And maybe the hours got cut. Maybe the business has uh, gotten a little slower as things start to open up. And hopefully we get back to a different kind of normalcy. Right. But at the same time, maybe it's hustling a little differently than you used to. Maybe it's a work from home sort of job so that you're making a little extra on the side to supplement what you want to do. It's a matter of, again, what are you willing to sacrifice and what are you not willing to sacrifice in order to live the life you deserve to live? And if you're not willing to sacrifice time, that's okay because that's that's your limit, right? If you're sacrificing your time, then resentment can build up. And sometimes sacrificing your time could mean that you have kids at home and you're not going to sacrifice the time that you have with them in keeping them busy and keeping them creative and keeping them learning and things like that. Now that it's a, a new um, regimen for them, you know, being not at this at the physical building of school. Now home is school. Um, but so that's OK. So what are you going to substitute if it's not time, is it that you are going to uh, find a job that pays you more in the meantime and that extra money will go towards what you're doing? Is it, um, you know, that maybe you start selling off stuff that you have at home that you don't use? Maybe it is like the cricket machine that you bought three years ago that's still sitting in the back of your closet and you sell it on Facebook to somebody that was, wants to purchase it at a lower price, but it's still more money in your pocket. The other thing or the other side is that a lot of times we feel that we have to do things all by ourselves, 
right? That it's yeah, definitely. We're independent. That you know, I don't want to ask anybody for help. I don't want you know, I don't want it to seem like I'm being needy or vulnerable or whatever the case may be. I think the people around you are the best uh, resources for you to have, and I don't necessarily mean financially, right? But I think that you know, the people that you surround yourself with are like minded, but they also add a lot to your thought process, your feelings, your social environment, and and how you're growing as an individual. And so when you share with them what you're looking to do, you'd be surprised at how many great ideas the people around you will have in order to help you get to the place that you want to get to. And sometimes it it grows even greater than that because there's somebody that believes so much in what you want to do that maybe they want to partner with you or they want to do it also. And you can grow as a team in doing those things. And I'm very lucky to be surrounded by people like that. I had a great conversation with somebody yesterday and it was just, um, you know, motivational. And then even uh, friends that are steady in my life that, you know, we're texting all the time ideas that are coming out left and right because they're supporting what I'm looking forward to doing and I'm supporting what they're looking forward to doing. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody wants a piece of you or wants credit for when you're moving forward. It's just a matter of people like to help people. They like to say like, you know, I saw them from here and it's cool to see that they got from here to there and to the other side. And they did take themselves from great to greater because even in the midst of your friend helping you, you're inspiring them to do something too. And it may not even be the same thing that you're doing. It could just be a matter of, wow, I gave them that one idea. They took it. They went and sold, you know, like their TV. They made enough money to buy that one thing that helped them create like these 18 other things that sold for, you know, $1,000 a piece to look where they're at now. You know, another thing with the people around you is they may have the same mindset but they don't have the same skill set. So you might be really, really organized, but you have somebody who thinks of really, really good ideas and they just never know how to get that great idea and move it into action. And with your organizational skills, you can help that get moved to into action. And then you can have somebody else who's really good at practical things like accounting or you know, different things like that. And you all want to get the same thing done. But pooling skills together, you you get there that much quicker. Yeah. And I think that when you have those friends and there's some that you may be closer to than others, then you pull them in and you say, hey, listen, this is what I'm trying to achieve. My challenge with doing that is my finances. And I need somebody with an outside perspective But that also knows me to kind of take a look and see if you see something that I'm missing, right? If you're open to doing that, you have to be open to the feedback you get from the person you asked for help from. Because when they look through your crumbled up receipts that are stuck in the back of your car, because I know that you're not logging what you're spending because I've been there when, you know, they're going through the amount of times you went through the drive through to get, you know, coffee that didn't seem like it was a lot of money that day. But when you look at it for the week, it adds up to, you know, money that could have gone towards a bill or could have gone towards the thing you originally said you couldn't afford to do. Uh, It's not that, you take it personal in that moment, it's you say, thank you for opening up my eyes to behaviors that have become habits that I didn't realize I had to change, 
right? So, you know, in the beginning of the podcast, we started out with, I can't afford to do what I want to do. And the word in that sentence is can't. It's what are you willing to do in order to be able to afford the life that you want to live, that you deserve to live. And by creating that mindset and mapping it out and really listing out what the possibilities are to take you from great to greater, I think you'll find that it's more possible than you thought it could be. And you're more possible than you thought you could be. And with that, we'll see you on the other side. Stay safe, stay healthy. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise.